Episode 89 is here, everybody, with singer-songwriter, brain tutor, and yogi, Sam Russ. Sam just turned 21 years old, and she's on a spiritual journey and a, a path of greatness, it sounds like. And uh, when you hear her story, you'll realize that following your heart, following your gut and intuition is key to life and uh, key to helping us live out what is probably our preset fate and destiny. So a fascinating conversation with Sam. She sheds light into uh, all these different facets of her life and all the, 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 the balance that she's trying to create in her, in her everyday life and even gives us a little teaser on the ukulele um, near the end of the episode. So uh, great conversation, another insightful, inspirational conversation. Um, and before we do move forward, as always, everybody, please hit the subscribe button. Do not proceed until you subscribe to the podcast. And then once you have, sit back, relax, and welcome the one and only Sam Russ. The Optimal Life. Hi, Nate. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this last minute like we just talked about. And I just got off the plane coming back home from Texas. And... Uh, I was just stoked to hear that I had a guest today because I've been itching to get back to the podcast. I've been off the podcast for about two and a half, three weeks, just been a busy month. And I'm surrounded by a bunch of animals through these airports. So I'm just happy I get a chance to talk to somebody cool like you today. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> How do you, when you travel, when you travel through the airport, do you get the same thing I do where like you start getting kind of claustrophobic the more and more you're surrounded by all these people? makes me feel like really a very small person on this planet when I'm at airports. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't understand how these TSA employees do it, or, or any employees, the, the airline employees. I mean, the, yeah. pe the people I that travel, it's crazy. I almost was an airplane attendant. Oh, my God. I almost God. was going to go to the school and do that, because I didn't want to do college. That doesn't sound nearly as exciting as the things you're doing these days. <laughs> no, it doesn't, and it all works out how it should. I, I wanted to be a pilot. I just have so many dreams. I thought it would be so cool to just fly a plane, and you have, you know, they have the best views in the world. They really do. Well, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. But the, I feel like flying a plane, it just becomes such the same. You become numb to it. Yeah, it's, it's point pretty A redundant. to point B. Yeah, point A to point B. Point A to point B. And it's one of those jobs that really nobody gives you any any real credit for, even though their lives are in your hands every day. Yeah, you're literally flying a plane full of a bunch of humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just every time I travel, I just realize how much I actually don't like people. So uh, it's, always, it's always a breath of fresh air when I get to talk to somebody cool like you. So t talk to us a little bit, Sam. Uh, you're from Cleveland, correct? Yeah, I'm from Cleveland. Um, I was going to school um, kind of near Chicago and Valparaiso University for a year and a half. Um, and then I transferred to CSU last January 2018. And then I dropped out in the fall semester of 2018 and, because I wanted to travel. And uh, so whenever I was in college, the biggest push for me was study abroad. I really wanted to study abroad in um, Santiago, Chile, and go explore the Patagonia Mountains. I never got there yet. I haven't gotten there yet. But um, I realized study abroad was like 15 grand through school. And I was like, 15 grand? I could live in Dominican Republic for like 10 years with that. So, so I, I ended up dropping out and um, traveling. I went to Thailand all of January. Oh my god! Um, that was a thirty-hour flight. Talk about feeling claustrophobic and done with people. 
How long did it? Uh, how long were you in Thailand for? I was in Thailand for. I landed. We landed in Bangkok on December twenty eighth, and I came back January thirty first. I actually so extended my visa three days, and I almost got stuck in Bangkok. What was that experience like? I've never been to Thailand. I've seen some cool things. I, I know there's a, a lot of MMA camps and those kind of things out there. What, what, what was the experience like for you? Yeah, I actually I did a training of Mai Thai, the fighting style there that's native to Thailand, specifically Bangkok. And the trainers were so cool. They were so funny. They're like, you're so strong. You go to stadium, you fight, you get money. I was like, I like my face how it is. So. You kind of look a little bit like Ronda Rousey. You have the same thing going on I over there. I guess I've gotten Come that on. before. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're like world-class Muay Thai fighters in Thailand. I mean, that's their oh, whole yeah. life. That's their, I yeah, see yeah. videos of these young kids coming up. They're kicking trees at the age of like seven. They're yeah, kicking the coconut trees. The training trees. was kick-ass. They were, they were really some like cool people to learn from and it was only $12 for the hour which anywhere here I think like boxing just right down the street is like 60 bucks for the hour and it's not one on one and it was one on one with me and I was training for that whole hour just absolutely training and you're training outside you're outside right yeah you're outside in this garden and then there's just the punching bags there's the rings there was all guys I was the only girl which I'm used to I have an older brother Ty shout out Ty <laughs> and um it's just, you could just tell in my persona that I have a lot of male energy. You could say. <laughs> so, so Thailand was uh, Thailand was a cool experience. I mean, I, I've heard that the same thing. Like it, it, the the cost of living in Thailand is like peanuts. Oh yeah, I mean, I would get literally like a whole cup of fruit, a whole bowl of whatever their food was, and a drink, and then like ice cream, and it was maybe three dollars. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyone that's that got like was, a thousand, if you got like a thousand dollars in Thailand, you're like Donald Trump walking around over there. Well, right, exactly. That's why people go to Thailand for a whole month, a thousand dollars. Anywhere else, it, it won't stretch as far as it will in Thailand. But it's kind of sad because um, the people of Thailand, they're, they only make like two to three hundred dollars a month in US dollars. Like wow. that's their wow. monthly salary. So actually, a lot of the people are trapped there. They can't go. They can't go and travel because their money is not even close to what any other country around them is. So it's kind of in a political sense, it's not the best for the people. But they're also like some of the nicest, kindest people you will meet, and they just radiate positivity. So, well, they those are the type of people that just truly appreciate life. I feel like, yeah, like they, like they don't care so much about all the the show and the fast the fastness and all the social media crap like they're just happy to be they're happy to be alive another day things seem a little bit more simple there a little slower than it is in this part of the world yeah that's for sure but they still do the social media like i mean that's just that's just a human thing i don't know if it's necessarily country to country but mm -hmm. they still have their phones my uh thai massage teacher because i took a thai massage course out there for seven days eight hours a day she was so funny. She was always on her phone at like 3 a.m. talking in politics. Um, and she was like one of those people who kind of revolts. She was a revolutionist. And so she would always be on her phone talking politics with all the people. She was really funny. Her name was Ari. And she was this little Thai girl. She was like 4'8". But she had spoke with this Jamaican accent. 
and then she would say Spanish and Italian words. So it was like super random, and she also spoke French. <laughs> Jesus, I already yeah, have a headache. Yeah, she was a funny teacher to learn from. Uh, what, so what did you do to fill your time outside of the working out and just enjoying? Like, what would you do at night there? Um, I mean, there was a lot of just kind of festival nights. Um, mm. There's a lot of psilocybin, a lot of mushrooms, a lot of LSD, a lot of drugs going around. Uh, uh, trippy stuff at the waterfalls because there's a lot of nature. And um, so, give give us a little insight into what that's what that's like. You you end up doing something. What, what do you what do you feel? What kind of like do you go into these different dimensions that everyone's talking about? What was it, the experience like for you? So yeah, I have a song called um, Coconut Pineapple. My song Coconut Pineapple was one I made right after I got back from Thailand, and I I talk about I'm tripping off this LSD gave to me inside of a coconut with the straw of yellow twisted swirlies, and it's because this guy who was from um, Canada. I'll say his name's Paul and his wife was Mary. They were awesome. He was a weed farm grower and she was a midwife. And um, he came up to me. He came up to me and I was with my two other friends from Cleveland, Carrie and Lola. And he came up to me and he gives me his coconut. He's like, here, Sam, do you want a coconut? And I was like, hell yeah, thank you so much. Because coconuts are just so fresh there. I mean, fresher than Costa Rica. Wow, the coconuts were the best in Thailand. Mm -hmm. And this was in Copenhagen in Wainam, actually, which is a nude separate part of the beach that you, you have to know how to get there um and he comes up to me and i, I start drinking the coconut so wait are goes, you oh, going are you going nude at this point or is this are you yeah i was you pretty are. i was nude yep interesting okay i can't lie okay. no no i want <laughs> i want to make sure that we're i want to make sure that we're all following along here so go ahead continue i'm on. gonna take advantage of that i'm <laughs> on a beach in thailand in this little cove of the whole tiny island and uh all, everybody hell yeah. was naked hell yeah okay and good. Uh, he goes yeah and he goes oh by the way uh i slipped a tab of lsd in that coconut <laughs> i was like so i'm gonna start tripping he's like yeah oh so you had no idea so you had no times. idea you had no clue no yeah no i he did i took a sip i didn't have a choice <laughs> <laughs> okay but so i ended up sharing it with my two other friends and um yeah, and then like in the song as well, Coconut Pineapple, I say, um, I feel like a dolphin. I'm swimming, living this, I can't even remember my own lyrics right now, but I'm living my life as a dolphin, this incarnation, and I'm swimming and there's sparkles in the water. Just because I felt like there were so many colors and you, I, for me, I see myself in a three-dimensional type of way, so I kind of disassociate as a... Uh, the doctor in neuroscience would say is when you kind of go up this state where you see yourself almost from an impersonal standpoint where you really don't have any ego you kind of just see your little body floating around at this little tiny point on earth and that's exactly how I felt and I was just like I was a jellyfish I was a dolphin swimming in the water surrounded by mountains and palm trees I had a good conversation with some monkeys wow and, and all, all the meanwhile you're just kind of hanging out there on the beach the whole time yeah, I mean you're not you're not swimming. You're not talking to monkeys. I went swimming. You were swimming, but you're what were you were you surrounded by these animals that you're feeling and seeing, or is this just things that you were seeing? Oh yeah, I was actually seeing all these things. Right. But when I did go in the water, I did feel like a jellyfish, and there were no jellyfish. How but do you know what a, how do you know what a jellyfish feels like though? <laughs> I 
I just dipped in that water and I was feeling smooth. You were just feeling, feeling like butter. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah, like butter just floating <laughs> my little tentacles throughout the water. Just so buoyant. Now, how long does this process last for? Well, I finished a coconut and then we had a, the, one of the guys was a DJ, so we ended up dancing our faces off for the whole rest of the night. Probably was like we took that at like one. I don't even know time. Right. Time is was non-existent, but it was probably like midday, early morning, and it went to about the time I went to bed. I don't know. Like, Jeez. Uh, in the morning. So it was like a whole day. Yeah, it was like a full like twelve hours. And you only took that one sip of the coconut, or there was multiple sessions? Perhaps. There might have been more. There may have been more, yeah. Yeah. This How is what people recommend you not to do, is take <laughs> drugs <laughs> Exactly. How many, there was uh... There love, though. How, how long does it take to kick in? It was quick. Like, we took a sip, we did some stretching, I was hula-hooping a little bit, and then I was like, whoa. I looked at my friends, I was like, I... I'm feeling good. <laughs> I gave it to my friend Lola, and I didn't tell her. I did it like Paula gave it to me. I gave her the coconut. She started sipping, and I was like, oh, it's so good, right? She's like, I love this place. <laughs> and then um, she takes a couple sips. She hands it back to me. I was like, you sure you don't want more? She's like, oh, okay. She takes a little bit more. She hands it back to me. I was like, yeah. There you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, you do that there. It's like everyone's loving it, and it's a big joke. You do that here. They, they throw you in jail for fucking roofing somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's another thing. Like, you really gotta, you know, you gotta have your own discretion. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't. I don't think I would do that if I didn't have my two other buds to like look out for me, and if I was by myself, nude on a beach. But that's the one thing I said was really positive about traveling with a couple people was uh, this the sense of security and safety. Sure, absolutely. Well, it's important, especially going to those third world type countries. You gotta always travel with somebody. Yeah. Don't don't do that shit alone. You mentioned hula hoop. I saw that you post these pretty interesting, unique videos with the hula hoop on on your Instagram. Talk about what what exactly is that? All that? Where does it come from? And, and what does that make you feel? Um, hula hoop makes me feel like a circle. Um, makes me feel like I'm just spinning myself into the patterns of the universe and the matrix. Um, I started hula hooping. Two years ago at my college in Chicago, I had this really good friend. She was a really good hooper. Her name is Gabby, and she really inspired me to get a hula hoop because she was always raving about it. I was like, what's all this? What are you all talking about? I just do yoga. And then I got a hula hoop, and we would just hula hoop um, day in and day out at the park, just jamming to music. And I really like it because you're just, you're just dancing with... It's like a flow, right? Like, it's like your flow. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's flow art. It's yeah. Um, yeah, flow art, visual art. And you're just flowing with this circle in your hand, and it just looks a little bit cooler than if you were, you know, just moving in your body. And it also, <laughs> it like, it gets people involved, what I really like, and don't like, at the same time. What I really like is that when I'm at the park, and there's kids who want to try and have extra hula hoops, it's fun to, like, see them get involved and kind of inspired and start moving their body and trying to figure that out. And older people, too. Mm-hmm. But they usually get discouraged quicker. And... Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of annoying. And I did make a song, I'm Not Your Therapist, because whatever, I feel like I have my hula hoop. And I just, like, I'm trying to get a hoop session in, not basketball. People always come up and talk to me. And I'm like, you know, this is great, but this is my time also to be here. 
Like, I don't have all the hours in a day to just listen to people's problems. So they become, you become like the therapist because they think that you're some, what, spiritual leader or something when you're moving around with that, with that circle thing around you. Right, I think I got my shit together because I figured out how to move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you, you but, but all jokes aside, you kind of do have this therapist thing going on. What, what, what did you call it before we got on live? The a brain what? So yeah, I'm a, I'm a brain tuner and a a brain neurofeedback. Brain tuner. EEG, electroencephalogram. We do home brain trainings. Um, so people will basically, I'm teaching people how to meditate through mm. artificial intelligence. You're teaching people how to meditate. So explain that. Go go into that a little bit more. What exactly does that mean? So a typical brain tuning session would be an hour. And um, so what I'll do is I'll pull up their impedance. I'll make sure that they're fully they're The cap, it's 19 sensors, and it globally maps their brain. I'll make sure that they're fully connected to the computer, the box that's connected to the computer. So that way when I begin their training, um, everything's kind of seamless. So I'll go and I'll check their impedances, and then I'll pull up. Um, the program that runs their protocols it's unique and specific for their own symptoms um, and then I will run the first session, the first half of the session is eyes open, so what they'll do is they'll watch a video and either get smaller or larger or lighter or darker depending on um, which one I choose, but then also depending on their brain frequencies, so the doctor will make a protocol, say they need to be training alpha in the frontal lobe of their brain but their brain keeps going into delta so the video will get darker or get smaller if the frontal lobe of their brain which is mapped by the sensors and the brain waves on the screen which i watch if their frontal lobe goes into delta the video will stop playing until their brain figures out how to induce alpha in the frontal lobe of their brain so that to make the video play and then that's called a reward and then as the brain tuner i just watch uh, the percent rewards make sure it's uh, below 60 because if it's below it's above 60 you're basically just watching tv when we sit here and we watch tv i don't watch tv often because i like i know the effects of it and if it's educational i'll watch it but i don't really recommend it just like sitting there mindless because it's a hundred percent reward for your brain so your brain is just is is constantly seeking that instant gratification that instant reward so and in America, we specifically have everything at our fingertips. I was just talking about this with the owner of the studio this morning. And, uh, like, if you want a coffee, you go get you got a coffee anywhere. So that's what I do with brain tuning and the eyes open. I'll make sure that the percent reward is below 60 so that it's getting smaller and larger so that their brain is learning how to, in one that specific example, induce alpha instead of delta because Delta will make you sleepy and Alpha will keep you awake naturally without needing caffeine or coffee. So um, you guys are you guys are using technology to kind of alter the frequencies of the, of the human brain based upon Yeah. That's incredible. Yes, it's so it's very rare and there's actually not a lot of people in the psychiatric world doing this. So that's why um that's why I feel really grateful and really blessed, very special to be a part of this company. What's the name of the company? Minerva. Minerva. M-Y-N-E-U-R-V-A. I think it's like some Greek goddess, I think is what the doctor told me. That's why he named it. They were going to change the name, but I don't think he's going to change it anymore. 
I so, like it. So the brain tuning Minerva, they are they the ones that sent you to Costa Rica recently? Minerva. No, actually so uh-huh. So I got back so I went to Thailand, I came back. I was home from February first to February twelfth. Um, and I had already planned to go to Costa Rica for two months because I just dropped out of college, right? I was like, oh, I want to go study abroad. Like, I want to, if I'm going to be away, I don't want to be here, Cleveland, for winter. Not that I don't like Cleveland in the winter, but I just don't like Cleveland in the winter. So I was going to Costa Rica and I was going to, ideally, I was just going to be a volunteer for a yoga music festival called Envision. It was the end of February, beginning of March, and I was going to volunteer three three days before the festival. And it's a really good deal because you only pay 120 if you're a volunteer. So you, you get on the festival grounds before the festival even starts, and then you get to go to the festival for free or, like, $120, which the tickets are usually, like, 400 So that was pretty good. That was pretty cheap for a little old hippie me. This is a real festival. This is not, like, a fire fest, correct? No, this is, like, a, yeah, like, music yoga festival. <laughs> okay, just making sure. <laughs> and um, so that's that's like was my main goal of going to Costa Rica and to speak Spanish because I was going to school for Spanish and education, which is why I wanted to study abroad in Chile. And then um, I wanted to learn how to surf because I had surfed once in Costa Rica two years ago when I went there for yoga teacher training. And then once in San Diego, California, when I was there visiting my girlfriend in San Diego State University. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are my main kind of intentions of going. And so I land in Costa Rica on February 12th, and I'm looking for my shuttle bus. I had prepaid online for this bus to take me from San Jose, the capital, to Uvita, which is where my hostel was located. Um, and it's about a four and a half hour drive, so that's why you kind of had to book ahead. Otherwise, it's going to be 150 bucks, And I didn't want to stay in San Jose either because I wanted to get to my hostel on the shore by the ocean. And um, so I'm looking for my monkey ride, my shuttle bus. I don't see it. They said they'd have my name. They said they'd be there till 4. It's only 3.30. And I don't see him. This American guy comes up to me and he goes, are you lost? Are you looking for something? I said, yeah, I'm looking for um, my shuttle bus. It's called monkey ride. He goes, oh, well, luckily... I know the owner. His name's Richard. I'll give him a call. Gives him a call. He comes back and he goes, um, Richard said that somebody named Samantha already got on the bus and that they left an hour ago. I was like, well, no. I was like, no, I'm Samantha and I'm still here at the airport. What the hell am I going to do? I don't want to pay 150 because I already paid online and I don't want to get an Airbnb in San Jose because that's a waste of my time. And um, so he goes, well, luckily, I I told him where I was staying, my hostel. He goes, luckily, I happen to live 15 minutes away from the hostel that you're going. Four and a half hours away. He could have been anywhere from Costa Rica. And um, granted, it's not the biggest country, but still, it's weird. And um, so he's like, if you feel comfortable, I'm picking up my friend who I haven't seen in 30 years she's a queen she's a lawyer from queens new york um and he's like i never come to the airport so it's kind of you know meant to be he says Uh. i was like like, yeah that's that's cool with me um and so this woman comes off i meet her her name was sandy little synchronicity here for you her name was sandy sandy happens to be the name of my stepdad's wife that died in his arms a few years back before he married my mom um and so her name was sandy 
And then also, she died on February 12th, which is the day that I met this woman, Sandy, at the airport, which just, just doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. Right. Right. And um, so, yeah, long story short, uh, we're driving back, and he goes, you know, we're talking four and a half hours. We really get to know each other. So he's like, Sam, you're a really cool person. I would love to teach you how to surf, let you speak Spanish. And he's like, would you be interested in instead of going to your hostel, sleeping at my mansion with me, my wife, my kids, and Sandy tonight? And uh, <laughs> I was like, You're like, oh. Where did I, how did I end up here? <laughs> I was like, how did I go from missing my shuttle to... <laughs> you go, how did I go from dropping out of Cleveland State to being right here at this very moment? I how know. did this happen? Yeah, yeah. I know. It's so funny. So before this, and so right, I had made these songs, Coconut Pineapple and Passenger Seat, which is another one. Um, coconut pineapple and in the song I say I shine bright like a star they call me Nova I wake up the next morning and I meet his wife his kids they're beautiful um, really beautiful family his wife was Australian with dreads and then he had three beautiful little girls and uh, he takes me to his office and he's like so this is he's like this is legit I'm a doctor I went to Vanderbilt um, Boston Columbia my name's Dr. Star I I am a neuro science guru i have this company and he's like i'm really interested to see if you would like to be a part if you're looking for work and no uh, shit that's this company minerva this is minerva yeah so this is this is the doctor that owns minerva and i ended up apprenticing under him for those next two months i ended up just living in his house with him his wife his kids basically like being almost like his like the older daughter because i helped take care of the kids um i would do the dishes i'd help clean around the house I was doing a lot. I was like, I was really working a lot of hours, but at the same time, I was like, would you rather be doing this or would you rather be going to college? And it always came down to, I'm really content with where I'm at and what I'm learning. So, so you yeah, ne- so you did nothing with the festival? Oh, so I ended up, I did go to the festival. Yeah, he let me go. He let me be free. And he's like, you go to volunteer. I ended up getting dengue, which was like a mosquito virus. And, um... Everyone was kind of getting sick. I got sick the last day I was volunteering there. I think it was something I ate. But uh, I was going to end up staying in the tent that I had down there, and I called them, and they came and picked me up. So I felt really grateful when I was – because I was hallucinating because I was just so – just there was this infection almost inside of me. So I felt really grateful because I was in this king-size bed with all of the – blinds closed with this fan on me with people tending me to water while all those other kids were in the fucking jungle trying to like deal with this stuff and so that was a moment that felt really weird for me but it was like I kind of needed that clearing to just reset and then I felt really good after that one 24 hours day of hell just puking my brains out so with those two months that you're there, you were focused mostly on, on learning and training and figuring this whole thing out with this, this Minerva company? Yeah, basically learning the ins and outs um, and everything about, I mean, if I have a story, like this Dr. Star has a story. He told me, he taught me a lot. I mean, I always knew if I wanted to learn, I want to like learn under somebody. I always think, Leonardo da Vinci says it. But experience is better, is the best thing that you can do. Leonardo da Vinci, instead of going to college, he just found 40 dead bodies and, like, 
discovered the body that way, and that's how he made all of his discoveries. And um, I personally, that's why I didn't really like college, was because I just felt like it wasn't... CSU was sweet. I love Cleveland State, but it just didn't feel like that was the way that I was supposed to be learning. Mm-hmm. And so then right I drop out of college, and then I find this guy who really just takes me under his wing and teaches me all of the nuances that there's to possibly do you believe that that was do you believe that that was destiny that was your destiny 100 percent. because if i ever met that girl that took my spot on the shuttle bus i would tell her thank you gosh that is so wild that is so fucking wild faking like to be me and being she's like oh yeah i'm samantha give me a free four and a half hour ride from san jose the capital to Uvita, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today, and I wouldn't. And so his name was Doctor Star Double R. That's where I got the name for the end of my artist name, Nova Nova Star. Have you ever seen the movie Life Itself with Olivia Wilde? I told you I don't watch TV much. Yeah. No, I haven't. I'll watch it though. Because it, it's it's a it's a movie about how we are all connected. A human being on one side of the planet. A human being here in Cleveland, Ohio, how every person's moves pretty much have an ultimate impact on somebody else or many other people. Yeah, just at this, yeah, just this real crazy. It's a really, it's a really emotional, intense movie. But that's what I was thinking when I'm listening to this story. It's like, ah, that's just so freaking crazy. I mean, so many things have to happen for you to end up with this guy, the doctor, the Minerva. Oh, no, no doubt. But the class, the class I got dropped out of school is, and I was super out of character. I was in um, child and adolescent psychology, and I was just done with it. I stood up in class in the beginning of class. I was like, I'm done with. Co-. I was like, I'm done with college. No one here cares about anybody but themselves. You all just want to make money. You don't want to help anybody, and you're just so uninspired. And you don't want to learn for yourselves. I'm Damn. out. And that was like me being really gross. Like obviously, I wouldn't recommend that. They're like, all right, but- where's the hidden YouTube camera? <laughs> seriously no but seriously like sometimes I kind of that's how you kind of can feel like your your life is a movie but anyway so that was child and adolescent psychology where I really determined I had been pondering it for like a year to drop out but where I really made that choice and I went and I to the computer and I just pressed drop 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 and then this Dr. Star is a child and adolescent psychiatrist and that happened eight months before I even met him so I mean you know, so I'm, many things, yeah. So many connections. Yep. That was the class I dropped out of, and that's what he has his master's in. That's what he's a doctor for. <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. So now, so you did that for two months. You just get back, and you're doing. You're so you're working for this company full time now. Yeah. Yep. I work that's for beautiful. it full time. I get paid salary, and then I, like I have like a bunch of other stuff going on. So like I work that um, Minerva is my main source of income i teach yoga i do massage um and then i make music and the music when did that all begin um so i've always kind of made music and i think like a lot of people can say they always have dreams of being an artist or being an actress or being somebody kind of in that realm right um but from a young age i just had always been writing poetry i really fell in love with words as a little girl, my mom said I spoke full sentences really young. Um, and I've been making music for a while. I played piano when I was 9 to 12. I ended up quitting for soccer 
Um, and then I ended up quitting soccer for yoga. So it kind of all leads. It all full leads circle. back. It's that full yeah, circle. Everything's yeah, everything's a circle. That's like the whole mm-hmm. hoop. It's all just a circle. It's so true. Yeah. So you've been, but when, when did you start getting more into the, like the Nova star? When did that all begin? So Nova probably was born around this time last year. I went to this really whack studio at this happy warehouse. First, happy first really... birthday. What? Happy yeah, first birthday. Yeah. <laughs> first and 21st. Nice. It was just my birthday on Friday. I was 21. Happy birthday. How many shots How many shots did you do? Zero. I don't drink. Good for you. Good I took one you. shot for my brother's birthday on Monday, though. He's 24. Oh, okay. So you guys are about the same, almost the same day. Yeah, just three days apart. Mm-hmm. Pretty blessed. So you don't drink, you only just go, you stick with the coconut, with the LSD and that kind of with stuff. With the coconuts and yeah. the pineapples, yeah. yeah. No, I, I I drink occasionally, like if it's like a casual, like, pina colada or like, margarita or, I don't know, or I'll drink White Claws. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. That's that's all the rage now. I, I, shout I out, hashtag you. ad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, so you, you, uh, so you just turned 21. Happy birthday. Um, and Nova Star was created a year ago when you really started taking your music maybe to uh, the next level, we'll call it. Yeah, well, I always knew I wanted to do that underlying, but I guess Nova Star would have been really created when Cream and Ty took me to the studio in um, in February when I recorded Coconut Pineapple. I stepped up in that box, and in that song, I say, I feel like a box I feel... It, it, that was just the representation of how I felt being inside of the studio, hearing my voice reverberated back. You use and all I, your all your life experiences for the to, like the, the the emotions behind your lyrics. Is it all is it all from life experience? One hundred percent. Yeah, I feel like a lot now, of granted, singers are like that. There are sometimes that. that where I'm just well, there's there's sometimes where things just sound good, mm-hmm. but that's the like coming from experience is just like catching a vibe. Is your music? I listened to your song "All Alone," which was beautiful. Thank uh, you. Is your music? Does a lot of it stem from maybe painful thing? I mean, where does where does the fuel come from? Um, just life itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Back to the movie. See, we just did a circle, Sam. Wow. See, I didn't even notice. We might as well end this podcast right now. <laughs> but I don't want to end it because I also saw you playing ukulele for your brother and his girlfriend on your Instagram. Oh yes, I do play a little bit of ukulele. Well, give us a little ukulele if you would, can you? teach at? I teach at the studio of Cleveland located downtown in the flats. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's where I give massage as well. Oh, my orange. Jeez, you're a busy, you're a busy young lady, I'll tell you. I do. <laughs> I do a lot. Maybe to the point of like maybe too much, but at the same time, it's all in balance. So mm-hmm. just really trying to figure out kind of where 
what needs more attention, what needs less, when do you need to do that, when do you need to kind of lay off of it. Um, and it's, you know, especially adding music, really kind of hyping it up and getting to this, I mean, even just being on this podcast is something I probably wouldn't have done a couple months ago, but Belly is just my hype man. Well, Liz, I was going to say, I, I know a guy who, who might be a, a pretty good manager for you, but who knows, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know. So I've been doing a lot of it by myself, and it's um, it's a lot of work. The social media thing is kind of one of the tougher things for me, just really putting yourself out there. Yeah. And, and the consistency, too, that you need to do. The consistency yeah. is the hardest part. That's hard. It's not even that I'm like scared to like put myself out there or like post about it. It's just like... You need so much content. That's, and I just, that's the problem. Yeah. I don't have somebody recording me twenty four seven because I'm doing a million things. So, <laughs> so uh, if you had a obviously the we know the neuro the neurological thing is is your prime focus in terms of a, a career right now financially. But where do you see yourself with the music and the yoga? What do you want to do with this? Um, so I kind of want to like my music. I want it to be sort of representative of my, of my yoga because. Teaching yoga is a sort of a performance, and I, I perform at the Grog Shop August 18th um, with Henny and a couple other friends, and I'm just trying to get in the mindset of, like, performing up on stage is almost the same as teaching a yoga class, because what you feel is what everyone else is going to feel in yoga, in life, in conversations right now, um, so just, like, bringing in that presence and keeping that awareness with me is is something that I really want to continue and be able to use and share on social media, not only in social media, but mostly in, in presence and performances. And eventually uh, I have a lot of, I'm definitely not short on ideas. That's something I have so much of that I don't even get to accomplish things because I'm just like idea, idea, idea. And you just, you got to hone in on one, you got to focus in and just get it done and so I'm kind of at that point right now working on my album just trying to li you know make some songs listen to them make sure that's how I want it and uh, get it all the complete all the steps in chronological order and not not trying to skip any or jump too far ahead and get overwhelmed but just trying to take it day by day so I don't know where I really like see myself right the thing is is that no matter where you see it you know it's not going to be what you, <laughs> you could plan all you want as you've proven Exactly. Look, at, look at your Costa Rica trip. I mean, I, I could not plan for that. I, I, like, That's that, exactly. I don't know. If I, plan, if I plan for anything, it's just, it's not, God will laugh, right? Isn't that the saying? If That's you plan, exactly God right. laughs. That's uh -huh. exactly right. Well, listen, I, I mean, just talking to you for the past 30 or 40 minutes, I, I want to take one of your yoga classes. They have to be fantastic. They've got Actually, to be unbelievable. I feel like, I feel like I'm hitting this lull in this, in the yoga teaching because I'm, I'm, putting so much of my intentions into the music making mm -hmm. so I just have kind of become despired a little bit and this is just honesty a little bit as a yoga teacher because I don't necessarily feel like that's has been that's like that's the path I'm supposed to pursue right now maybe I'll come back to Interesting. it so but the yeah, music the music is your passion and that's your that's your prime focus now for your yeah. artistic for the for the artistic stuff yeah yeah, because it was always there, even when I was, I mean, I have journals on journals of thoughts and memories and words and poems and stories and just Who's art. Your, who are some of the uh, influences and inspirations in music that you look at? Uh, probably the biggest would be Bob Marley. That dude just made some peaceful music. He just made some vibes where 
I can just put it on, and even if I'm having a bad day, he'll just kind of put me in a good mood. Yeah. But I can't yeah. listen to him every day. Um, <laughs> him, really big inspiration would be Billie Eilish. I think she's a really cool person. Um, she just keeps it real. She just is honest. But she she she's definitely hitting that like fame where she is just like just absolutely famous it just happens at some point right it's just that consistency and then it just takes off at some point it's weird how that works yeah it is it's sad but it's not sad because it is what it is so yeah well listen you're young you're at a perfect place in your life 21 years old you're doing it do it now you're you made you're making the right moves Uh, my, my best advice to you is do what you've been doing follow your heart i mean if you're not feeling where you're supposed to be it seems like you're very in tune so if you're not feeling it in the moment, you know, like you did in, in class, stand up and say, I'm out <laughs> and move on yeah. to the next. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll be watching. We, we will be listening. I do appreciate it. And uh, we'll continue to listen to the music. We'll keep keep a lookout for, what is it? Tell us your the two Instagram accounts, if you would. I got What's Good Sam. It's like What's Good Fam, except What's Good Sam. And then I am Nova Star Double R. There you I go, folks. Star. What's good, Sam? I am Nova Star. We'll link it all up in the uh, show notes. Um, like I said, I do appreciate your time. I'm happy that I got you today because uh, if we try to do this, like you said, 60 or 90 days ago, you might have declined. So, right. It's all about timing in life. For and sure. uh, conti- continued success, and uh, we'll be following along. Thank you so much, Nate. It was so great talking to you. Thanks, Sam. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.